PlayStation. I'm chained. Hello everyone and welcome to PlayStation Unchained. I'm your host Tilly as we talk about news reviews and all that good stuff. It's been a week. It sure has. It's been seven days. Se- seven whole days. It's one more than six, but one less than eight. So yeah, maths. You you learn here. So Gary, welcome. Hi, how are you doing? What's two plus two? Is it seven? <laughs> <laughs> I mean Your math class is the best, Ben. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> next <laughs> next week we learn about locations. Like Oh London. sweet. It's in Canada. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. What you been up I'm to this doing week? pretty good, man. Um, what have I been? I've been playing uh, a game for review. I restarted playing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Finally planning to finish that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'm not playing too much Genshin because the update has been delayed indefinitely um, due to crazy COVID restrictions going on in China right now. Um, they pretty much had to stop working on updates, unfortunately, because they're all in lockdown. I will, I will say, did you see all those food parcels that the development team were actually giving to their staff because they can't get out of the house? I did not. Yeah, if I'm by the, me, uh, the company behind Genshin Impact was like doing food parcels for the staff. Oh, nice. Uh, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, that's happening to them, and it kind of sucks for them a lot. And I fucking hate player bases because all they give a shit a bit about is compensation and what kind of free shit they're going to mm. get rather than, oh, these people could be dying right now and you don't even give a fucking care about your compensation. I hope they don't give you anything, you piece of shit. <laughs> Personally, yeah, I like uh, it. Someone posted that a translation that said that Miho has donated essential supplies such as thousands of PPE masks, um, hugging pillows to children in nearby hospitals. Food has also been issued to Shanghai. And they've been delivering food packages to its staff. They're also providing mental health support with professional psychologists. So, yeah. Mm. They're doing what they can to help out. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of all they can do right now. And Alfonso, hey, how are you doing? Hello, hello. I'm good, Ben. Can't complain. Uh, light, easy work for me so far. Um, I know it's going to ramp up because um, I think Prime is coming up soon. So, yeah, preparing for that. Other than that, all good. Can't complain. I feel like it's been like two weeks since the last Prime. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. Uh, oh, progress. Have you have you got the Platinum yet for Waifu Impact? We must know. I haven't played any games in the last week. So, no, I haven't. I will go back to it, but uh, yeah, I haven't played any games this past week. So, no. Okay. Actually, well, earning something is taking a toll on you, huh? What? <laughs> Actually, earning the platinum is taking a toll on you, huh? No, Gary, it has not. <laughs> Nothing will stop me from earning platinum. Is to to, to to clarify, Gary, I just spent between both America and European over one hundred and twenty dollars in platinum. I just haven't downloaded them to get the damn platinum. So yeah, that should show you my commitment to getting platinums. So you already bought the U.S. version of a game and the U.K. version, so you can get the same one. Yes. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> Gary, I want to see my number increase. Then that's it. I just want to see my number increase. I'm starting a trophies AA meeting for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna talk about this. Oh, what makes you think I'll go to that? <laughs> would it be would it be called Tat? Trophies Anonymous yes. Talking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because the tokens you're gonna get for sobriety are actually gonna be tiny little PlayStation trophies. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't that just so fake the habit? Physically. Not just no, fake the then, habit. Because then he'll be working for real trophies rather than virtual ones. Surely you wanna do like the like now would you be doing the like reverse where you go going, Well, I'm chilly and I've earned five platinums this week. Well here's a little silver one because you you weren't too many. But you're no, like, I'm gonna go I, into I, his account and delete his trophies and his account, and I'm gonna give him a bronze trophy for failing. Surely they no, surely you should get like you should give them a platinum for not getting trophies because you're trying to stop them. So you're like, okay, you get no trophies, you get a platinum. If you get trophies, there's a scale. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. The the long the, the little sobriety tokens that they give out for yeah. how long you're sober and stuff, I'm gonna turn those into actual physical trophies. Oh, so and like, you get, no you get no chibi-sized trophies. It's going to be adorable. So you get no platinum for a few months, you get a bronze trophy. You get no platinum for a couple of years, you get a silver trophy. You go a decade. There you go. <laughs> no, de- no, that'd be too long, wouldn't it? Like, if you go a couple of days without a platinum trophy, you get bronze. If you go a couple of weeks without a trophy, you get a silver. You go a couple of months without a trophy, you get gold. And if you go a year without a platinum trophy, you get a platinum trophy. Because any longer than a year would be a bit ridiculous. And even then, you've got to be flexible because some games aren't by trophies, but they're a lot easier than others. So True. Alfonso's totally okay. down for this. I can feel it. Okay. <laughs> so in the end, in the end, not only are you hurting me, but you're hurting the developers, which you said you love that developers get support, <laughs> and I'm the ones who supported them, but now you don't want to support them because you're hurting me. How, how does that work, Gary? How does that well, work? well, let me explain it to you. There's a difference between developers who work hard to make a game and developers who <laughs> barely do a goddamn thing and give you a platinum trophy just for installing the game, just so you buy their game and they make money. That's the difference. <clears throat> Which some of them have already admitted that they purposely put platinum trophies into their garbage games because they know their games suck, just so you would buy it. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> Okay, uh, talking about Mio, Mihoyo. Sorry if I'm saying that name. Mihoyo. But, you know, there's no Mihoyo. Yeah. Right. Um, I had it here. Now, this is from Game Run, but um, the developer of Genshin Impact, Mihoyo, has now released a teaser website for the new game, Zenless Zone Zero. Um, this is another game that's coming out from the company, uh, which currently have Honkai Impact and, as we know, Genshin Impact. Uh, from what we can tell, this is probably going to be a first-person slash third-person shooter game. Um, I'm kind of interested in this. See how it goes. Um, uh, tune to game full reveal on May 13th. So this should be out around the same time. No, this should be out just a couple of days before that. Um, so expect more coverage next week. Uh, the tweet will take them to a website for Zenless Zone Zero, where it shows an old Tana CRTV t- with a VR c- c- set. Uh, and has a load of VHS tapes. Um, I'm excited for this, um, Gary. Yes. Um, well, I am excited because it is MiHoYo, and I like them. Um, it's interesting that they're going to announce a new game when they just recently announced a new game called uh, Star Rail, which is in beta right now. Um, it's a turn-based um, RPG, uh, and it looks really fun and really cool. It takes place in space. Um, so it's interesting that they're already announcing a new game before another new game that they just announced isn't officially out yet. Um, but I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know where the rumors of it being first person came from. I don't know if you know, Ben. Um, uh, supposedly they've been working on a shooter game for a while now. So Okay. Um, supposedly a, a uh, from Zugex, it's a AGCA 
Acronyms are hard. Uh, a, <laughs> now I've lost the acronym. Uh, a G C N. Yeah. I, th- I yeah. think I read what it was earlier, but I've forgotten what it is now. Um, but I suppose it's a, a big anime, I think. So. Well, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I'll find out with everybody else. <laughs> I, I can't find I don't know what it is. I, I remember reading it before, but I, like, I think I saw a reset era. Like someone mentioned the name of it, but I, off the top of my head, I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, the reason I say it's interesting if it's going to be first person is because all their games um, essentially rely on their character design to get you to keep pulling on them because they, they are gotcha games. Yeah. Um, and their character designs are one of the things that hook people. Um, but I think it's going to, it plays a bit like, what you call it? You know, like Skyrim, where you've got third or first person. From what I've read, okay. that you, it's like a third slash first person shooter game. You can probably switch based sense. on how you like to play. So, okay. but yeah, no, as you're right, you, you want to summon because the characters are cute and adorable, and you want them. So, Alfonso, have you got any thoughts on this? Would will you jump into this? I don't have much to say about this because this is the first I'm hearing about this. I will look this up. I am interested because yes, Gary and Ben, I finally started Genshin. Um, mm. I should get a week and a half ago, but I haven't really gone into it because, you know, platinums. But for what I've played so far, it got me hooked. And if it's similar to Genshin, then yes, I'm definitely on board with this game. Like Gary said, they are, they did confirm another game. So I just hope they space it out per- um, properly. So each game is made correctly when they are released. So, but yeah, the more games, the better for me. But yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I have to look up more about it, but I am interested. Well, I think everyone's favorite game that everyone is incredibly hyped for for the last year or so. Everyone's been dying for this. Everyone's been like, man, shoot me dead for this game. Um, Resident Evil Reverse has been rated for Google Stadia. Release news coming soon. Yes, the multiplayer Resident Evil spin-off that everyone's excited for since Resident Evil 8 because it was supposed to be a free expand something it was be so with resident evil if i'm rightly you got in a little slip when you bought the game um yeah it was like a standalone multiplayer yeah that was it. eight um so yeah resident evil reverse uh supposedly it's it, news is from it's coming soon i like how the first response is i god i hope not but no it looks like reverse news is coming soon um i am i am personally excited for this but that's just me i, I like I like their really badly done multiplayer games sometimes, except for Operation Raccoon City. But most of them, I enjoy a little bit. Um, Alfonso, are you excited for Reverse, the Resident Evil um, multiplayer shooter? To be completely honest, Ben, I totally forgot this was a thing. And you said this is on Stadia. I have Stadia, not by choice, just because when I switched carriers and I went to AT&T, they gave me Stadia for two years, and I still have like six months left, and I never use Stadia to this day. So... Um, <laughs> most likely I'm not going to play this. So, yeah. You're like, I have this service. I ain't still going to play it. That reminds me of the fact that uh, I'll talk about it a little bit. It's nothing to do with this, but uh, Gary Fort. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody cares anymore <laughs> about Reavers. Um, I care a lot. No, you don't, man. No, you don't. <laughs> I mean, people weren't excited about it when it was supposed to be part of 8. I uh, was excited even... for it. You oh lie. That's because you're excited for garbage. Yes. <laughs> I was more excited for this than 8, if I'm completely honest. 
Well, you know, after playing eight, I'll probably have to agree with you, and reverse probably would have been more entertaining. But Ooh, that's a bad. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Um, it's been a long time since we've seen it. It's been over a year, uh, almost over a year, right? When's eight come out? I think it's been over a year. Yeah, and we still haven't uh, heard about we've... DLC for eight yet either. Yeah. Um, and we haven't seen it since. So whatever changes they've gone through, what you know, what they've added, what they've taken out, how they've improved it. We haven't seen it, so we don't know. Um, so in a way, I'm excited to see what changes they've brought to it. Uh, the only change I care that they would bring to it is if they just got rid of all the competitive shit and just turn it into Resident Evil Outbreak, File 3. <laughs> make it a sequel to Outbreak. I'll be happy then and make it co-op. Um, but other than that, I mean, currently Capcom hasn't given up on it. But then again, I think this is the third multiplayer attempt of Resident Evil from Capcom, and they've all failed. <laughs> I say all, the third one, I think the first one was, uh, what was it? Um, Mercenaries? Not Mercenaries. What was the one that they released on uh, PS3? Fuck, I don't remember. Wasn't that Operation Umbrella? Brucey? No, it, it was, no, it came after that. Well, it was just a multiplayer shooter. That's all it was. I don't remember what it's called. Um, but it was bad. And then, you know, they did the, the 5v1 um resident evil that came with resident evil 3 remake that one hasn't really been a big success for them so there we go all the they keep trying attempts at multiplayer dark side chronicles no that uh, was we operation raccoon city no not that one uh, umbrella corpse umbrella corpse there you go yeah okay that was That's afterwards yeah operation raccoon city was first then it was umbrella corpse and then we had resistance which i was i if i I'll be honest, out of all the Resident Evil games, that was the one I'm most excited for. And if I, if it had been sold separately from Resident Evil 3, I would have mm-hmm. I would have bought it. I didn't care about that much yeah. about Resident Evil 3. But the the idea of the the idea of resistance, I don't know. I still think something like that would work for any it's like you had one person that was in charge of the map, right? And then they could put monsters down and then the other people had to try and get out. Well yeah, I mean that's essentially what it is. Um yeah. I think it would have been better if, like, one person played, you know, Nemesis or Tyrant and tried to kill everybody else. <laughs> I mean, that's just Dead by Daylight. Yeah, just Resident Evil Dead by Daylight. You have the property to do it, right? Why not? Instead, we're getting Dragon Ball Dead by Daylight. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but which, no, makes I, less this... sense, which makes less sense than <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> but no, this idea is something I've always wanted for, like, a... I'm going to go completely off topic here, I'm sorry, but this is something I've always wanted for like a D&D game. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Imagine if the DM could like make it up their own map using not complete, you know, exact, you know, not like, I'm not talking like dreams, but I'm talking like, you know, how t- remember Time Splitters? You had like a map builder, but yeah, all yeah, different yeah. parts you could connect together. Yeah. Imagine if you're the D&D, you, you're, the, you're the DM, you make your map and then you can place your monsters on the map and then the other players can the other players have to go through the map but then you have the ability to like do random encounters based on like a card system you have kind of like how resistance did that way you could like spring traps or spring sudden monsters or maybe reward them with extra treasure or whatever based on the you know that way you can't abuse it by just going oh you're dead because behind that wall is five dragons (laughs) (laughs) and you know they've only just spawned and they've got like bronze daggers and, and and no actions but i would love i the idea the, the idea of resistance if they'd done that but moved it to a D section and then changed it a bit more that to me would be a really 
amazing game. You're welcome, video game companies. <laughs> welcome to Chile. I, I don't want any money in, uh, of it. Yeah, if you can make as much money as you want from it, but I do want to be in the credits. And in fact, just put Chile in the credits because that way I know it's me. A few people know it's me, and then you don't, you don't have to worry about people knowing that, that, that. Yeah. And then everybody else will search for the amazing Chile. Who is Chile? And he'll become a myth <laughs> and a legend. And then uh, then they'll find bowls of Chile, and it'll be okay. The FBI will go searching for you. Who is Chile? <laughs> and my six gets involved. <laughs> uh, and then they'll find out it's just some cool kid who just lives in you know werewolf the basement country. <laughs> <laughs> in werewolf country in scarsborough they just run up to you as you're walking around catching pokemon on your phone <laughs> uh, uh, man that's why i bought noise noise cancelling headphones by the way uh, i've had so people come up to me and no because people come up to me and ask me questions oh my god because we're in a tourist town. I've had so many tourists come up to me and go, where's the bus station? Where's the train station? Where's the beach? How's the fastest way to the beach? And you're like, hey, look, you have a smartphone. It's so easy to look this stuff up now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even well, need the, a real map. <laughs> the worst problem is I live right next to the beach. So when they ever say that, it's just like, just just the corner. Just, just, just the corner there. <laughs> <laughs> just go down this road. Look to your right, the, the, there, it's, it's there. And for the train station, you see that big building that says train station in front of us? There. Because <laughs> uh, uh, the train station is has a massive clock. Clock, by the way, C-L-O-C-K. Uh, <laughs> so you can see it from most places, like uh, Scarborough. Anyway, what we're talking about again, Resident Evil. <laughs> yes. My, to be fair, I should have known that Resident Evil would turn into Scarborough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> should have seen that coming. Um, well, you know what? It's also bring back from the dead, hopefully. And Gary will get excited from the FBI. Will have to chase Gary for this one. Titanfall Three supposedly a pre-order appears at GameStop Germany. Um, right next to Dragon Age Four and FIFA Twenty Three. Oh my God! A new FIFA game. Oh my God. Um, it was also Titanfall Three was also featured in the all conquering NVIDIA GeForce Now database leak, where we learned about Chrono Cross and Grand Theft Auto, and also a few other games. So yeah, um, Titanfall 3, uh, Alfonso. Gimme, I want it, if it is true. Um, I enjoy Titanfall 2, they, they praise it as one of the best shooters out uh, at the time. Um, I enjoy the story from Titanfall 2 and the mechanics, so um, if they can progress what they did from 2, Four three, then yes, I'm all for it. But I hope EA is not involved. <laughs> don't don't make EA make tight four three. I don't want EA to have no part of this. Uh, Gary, I hope it's true. I wish it was true. <laughs> um, but then I'm also not after the debacle that is Battlefield 2042. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard for me to get excited. For a franchise that I think, in my opinion, was the best shooter of the last generation. Um, because it was done before it was bought by EA. And now that EA owns Respawn, I don't know how excited I would be for a Titanfall 3 and what they would do with it. Um, the GeForce leak has been pretty much 100% accurate so far with everything that's come out. And... I want to believe that there is a Titanfall 3 in development. I just don't think 
it's in a development phase for a pre-order to be shown right now. And I think it may have just been an accidental printing or something like that. Um, if Timefall 3 is coming, I'm pretty sure I can say with confidence it's in very early development, probably even pre-production still. Um, so I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, so yeah, I want it, but I just don't think it's coming anytime soon. I'll be honest, if it did come soon, I'd be worried about the quality of it, so I'd rather they take the time, because... <laughs> yeah, they've been busy with Apex Legends. Uh, I think one of the biggest news of this week, one of the biggest news this week is the fact that Sony, well, one thing, uh, we should start this off, Square Enix recently sold all of its mm -hmm. Western studios, right? Mm -hmm. Not all, all of them. Its, pretty much all of their Western studios. The majority, yeah. Um, I, I didn't f open this article up. I know that one was Crystal Dynamics, right? Yeah, so they pretty much sold uh, Crystal Dynamics uh and square enix montreal I mean, and it. what was called idos montreal at the time okay um i don't know if they changed the name it's the developers who did guardians of the galaxy yeah they sold tomb raider guardians of the galaxy and marvel's avengers right um Just the companies that made those games yeah yeah the companies made them for 300 million dollars oh do sex as well they made do sex um idos montreal yeah 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 the, the guardians made... of the galaxy guys did. yeah yeah sorry <laughs> so yeah it's pretty crazy um that they now Not only that they also sold the licenses as well yeah they have mm -hmm. all of the licenses yeah. now for 300 million dollars it's a pretty good pretty good deal um for embracer yeah to embracer because to me square selling it for that low they, it just shows me they don't care they the reason it was because they wanted to sell it to invest into new technology like they said, for cryptocurrency and the metaverse. I don't believe that. I think they sold it because of the profits that Tomb Raider and, and Guardians and Avengers, they wasn't seeing the numbers that they wanted. And for some reason, they was like, they don't have to do this anymore. And that's the reason why they sold it. That's my, that's well, my reason why. To be fair, when you're making a 0.3% profit margin, I, 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 I can understand why they want to get rid of you. <laughs> I hate to be mean, but that's not much money at all. Um, I think, wasn't it that Marvel cost them $200 million? Yeah, essentially, um, Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy combined cost Square Enix $200 million that they never got back. Yeah. Um, obviously, Avengers essentially was never profitable for them. Guardians, um, though I think Guardians is one of the best games to come out for, uh, from Square Enix Western Studios. Um Easily, in my opinion, the best Marvel game to date. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They just didn't push anything. They didn't push that game. Um, they didn't advertise it very well. They didn't really do anything. But it cost them a lot of money. Um, and I think it's now making profit. Um, but it obviously didn't really do much for them uh, when it first came out, unfortunately. I think word of mouth really helped that game. Um, well, the problem is, word of mouth hurt the game at the start. Because, you know... Avengers, and then when the game actually came out, the word of mouth actually helped it. So, mm. um, I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, but no, yeah, it also wasn't too, didn't Tomb Raider also cost them a lot of money? Um, I think it's, it was something ridiculous. Uh, I, was, I think it was 150 million. Um, I think Tomb Raider cost like 150 million to make or something like that. Um, you, uh, no, Square never 100 considered million. any of the Tomb Raider games a success, for, unfortunately. Yeah, Tomb Which... Raider. The remake cost a hundred million to make. Yeah, and they um, made the money back. 
they just didn't make the money Square Enix wanted it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of sad because they announced the numbers for that game. I remember they announced, I think they like sold three or four million units in like six months or something like that. And Square called yeah. it a failure. <laughs> and then they did the same thing with Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And then they yeah. did it again with, um, what's it called? No, Rise of the Tomb Raider. And then Shadow of the Tomb Raider was the last one. They did it with that one. Pretty much any game that any Western studio that's under Square Enix made, they called it a failure. Yeah. Or it didn't meet expectations, or it didn't reach our target. Um, it was always a failure to them, which sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, because the games made money, they just didn't make the money Square wanted them to make. So they're still profitable games, but I think Square, when you're looking at Tomb Raider, you know, it cost them over $100 million to make, and I think they wanted like $500 million profit in it or something. Like, that's the only way I could see it being a failure. Um, well, not well. To be fair, how, how do do we know how much profit they actually made? Because it's like everyone shouts out the numbers for um, do sex, you know, the the mankind and human yeah. one. Like, oh, it sold so many copies. It's the, the same reason why I can't accept everyone's praising CD Projekt Red sales for Cyberpunk. Yeah, it, it sold a lot of copies, but how many copies made money? Like. I, I saw so many sales in America where CD where Cyberpunk was ten dollars. Yeah. And same with the what you got the hum, uh, do sex human revolution and stuff like that. I think I own it on PC and I paid five pound for both and I think that was like six months like a year after release. Mm-hmm. And I know I bought Tomb Raider really cheap on PS4 because like two months after it came out it went on sale. So how how many of those out of those sales is actually like a decent amount of money? Yeah. Well, we will never know. We, we, I don't know. I'm not a financial person, so. Um, no, it's true. It's true. You can shout how many sales you have, if, if but you know. Yeah, but when it comes to Guardians and Avengers, I think you have to look at it. It's like okay, you have to make a certain a certain amount of profit for obviously Crystal Dynamics to be okay yeah. for Square to break even, but then you also have to look at how much money is Marvel taking as well because it's their property, you know. We don't know any of that. Maybe Marvel wanted too much, and Avengers did do good. But to Square, for them, it was bad, but for Marvel, it was good. We don't know. By the way, I've, I've looked up the most expensive games of all time, and I had no idea that Deadpool was up there. Oh, my God. Deadpool That's probably had a budget... licensing thing. <laughs> Deadpool had a budget of $100 million. Um, oh. the, the, as they said the movie was $60 million. So the the game cost forty million dollars more to make than the movie. Um, and remember, this was also the game where the company was told to make it bad, but not too bad. Yeah, they told them to aim for it to sixty <laughs> on Metacritic. Yeah, I don't know why you would ever want your company to make something average. <laughs> That's just fucking pathetic. <laughs> yeah, they also said uh, that make sure you right, didn't they say if it's over eighty, you won't get your bonuses as well or something like that. Uh, that that I don't know. Yeah, I swear that like if it's over a certain score, you won't get your bonus. Yeah, for those who don't know, this was Activision at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tomb Raider was a hundred million at, at number twelve supposedly, um, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider was another hundred and thirty-five million on top of that. So, uh, uh, and supposedly number one is everyone's favorite game, Grand Theft Auto Five. The the biggest shocker for me was number four, which is Final Fantasy Seven. Um, supposedly, if you go, you talk with like, um, if you go with inflation, um, it would be about 145 million of today's standard. If you pay, they they spend as much as they did on seven as they did back then. Mm. So yeah, 
Um, but yeah, yeah, three hundred million um, for some really good studios. Um, but you also have franchises. to know they're, they're getting some franchises with it too. What was that? Legacy of Kane. Yeah, they're getting Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, uh, and Legacy of Kane uh, were the major ones. But there, there's a lot more in that deal that they haven't revealed the other franchises yet. Right. But right, those are the major Kane. franchises they're getting. Yes, yeah, Legacy, Legacy of Kane. Kane. I said that. <laughs> I I'm think we to all want it into existence. <laughs> Please do. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't have wanted that franchise if they weren't planning to do something with it, right? So, uh, and Crystal but Dynamics. That doesn't mean, I, bet, I wonder if Crystal that doesn't Dynamics getting all of those franchises. Uh, Square Enix uh, continues to hold on to Just Cause, uh, Outriders, and the Life is Strange franchises. So those mm-hmm, will remain mm-hmm. in Square. I wonder if Crystal Dynamics is, will try and like bargain with them for what? Because they're currently helping Microsoft with that. Perfect dark game. Uh, so well, they... From what Embracer Group has said, uh, they said that this deal is not going to impact Crystal Dynamics' work on uh, Perfect Dark with the initiative. Yeah. So that that still remains. I think that was a deal made with Square, and they're not going to go on back yeah. against that contract or whatever it is. It'll probably cost them too much. So Crystal Dynamics is essentially, uh, from what I know now, and for what the rumors are, Crystal Dynamics is essentially taking over that game. The initiative yeah, is literally not doing anything. That game is in seriously bad shape. <laughs> um, I think people kind of knew it was in bad shape when, A, they asked for Crystal Dynamics help, and now that Crystal Dynamics has completely taken over, it's even worse yeah. news. Um, especially since the initiative was supposed to be Microsoft's big in-house studio <laughs> that's supposed to apparently rival, you know, Naughty Dog and Insomniac uh, on their end. Um, not a good look for them right now, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um I think the big question now is what's going to happen to Avengers. Um, I think it basically said they want to try and make a deal, but who knows? Embrace is going to try to take the Avengers license from them? I think so, yeah. Oof. I mean, I don't think that's a Square Enix deal. I think that's a deal they have to make with Marvel. Um, because Square Enix doesn't own the license to Avengers. I don't know. I don't know how the licensing thing works. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, but... It, from the looks of it right now, Avengers is essentially dead. If Crystal Dynamics is not going to be working on that game anymore, um, well, they're just going to give it to another studio? Um, I don't know. What sucks right now for me is that even though I was pretty sure there's never going to be a sequel to Guardians, um, <laughs> now I think that's like a guarantee. <laughs> yeah. There's like no no hope that there'll be a sequel for Guardians, which makes me really sad because goddamn, that game was amazing. Yes, it was. But... It was. Well, I never played it, but I heard it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Huge deal. Huge news. You know, 300 million people are saying that's like a bargain. But when you look at the numbers of how much money those studios were making for Square, um, they pretty much were costing Square money rather than making them money. <laughs> um, yeah. So 300 million seemed like a great deal for, for Square, unfortunately. Um, I think it's a slap in the face to the developers to know that they're worth that little. Especially when you look at some of the acquisitions that have happened and the prices that have been paid for some acquisitions. Um, but then again, you have to look at it and be like, hey, at least people wanted us. If you remember Midway and THQ going under, a lot of studios didn't even get picked up that were big AAA studios and had to shut down when those companies went under. So we'll see. I'm sure Crystal Dynamics is very happy to be getting away from Square, in all honesty. I guess while we're talking about Square, Alfonso, have you got anything to add before we move on? Nope. Um, there was recently a live stream. Uh, I can't remember what game it was now uh, exactly. Uh, Near, I think it was, but our good friend Yoshi P was was on the live stream. 
or at least was talking about talking about stuff and someone asked um about the game called final fantasy 16 and he said that it's actually in the final stages of development i, could get, I might as well open it and that it's going on nicely and i think they said they should be able to show stuff off soon um and everyone got excited so i'm excited to see what happens I do feel bad for the guy because as soon as, supposedly the next day, he got a message from the American PR team telling him off for not for saying that, and that he wasn't supposed to talk about it yet. So yeah, which to be fair, doesn't seem like the first time he's, he's that's happened to him. He has often brought stuff that says con- confidential on, onto the live streams. So um, Alfonso, excited for Fantasy 16? And do you think he'll hit this year? Am I excited? No, but I'm excited for you, Ben, because you praise Final Fantasy a lot, and you've been talking about 16 since its development. So I'm happy for you if it does come out. I'm happy for you for when they show something, because I'm curious to hear your opinion on what is shown at this presentation or whatever happens. Um, I hope again it comes out this year. If not, I'm seeing spring 2023, the the latest. You'll probably like it because it's going to be more action-based than previous games. Because they've got the people behind Devil May Cry working on the combat. Okay. Gary. Um, Yeah, interesting news. I mean, I don't know who you are to tell off Yoshi P, the savior of your company. Uh, (laughs) Because he he literally is. He saves your fucking company after 14. Um, So you probably shouldn't tell him off. But... um, yeah, it's it sucks because way, you know this he was, was supposed to be off yeah. for the week as well because it was Golden Week. So uh-huh. it, you know he was just talking about the game. It wasn't like it was a PR event, but some someone translated it, and that's what caused the kerfuffle. You know, uh, it, this is one of those things where um, I think it's on for him. I think he should have told off the person who has the question uh, because he's there doing a presentation for a different game. He's there for the near presentation because i think they're announcing a collaboration with 14 and near uh yeah, it starts the, the near mobile game yeah yeah so he was there for that and i know there's always going to be some people who go in there and just ask about something that has nothing to do with that stream which obviously they asked about final fantasy 16 he should have just told them off he's like i'm not here to talk about 16 i'm here to talk about this because this is their game's time not my game's time um so it sucks that that stream essentially got hijacked into final fantasy 16 um that's what would piss me off the most um but it's nice that we got some info i know he wants to talk about the game badly i know he has to follow square's rules of not talking about it um until they want you to talk about it uh but it's nice to know that i believe he pretty much stated that the game is done right yeah um the game is playable from start to finish last i knew yeah, so essentially it's just, you know, going through the whole game, looking for bugs, translation errors, things like that. Yeah. And graphics. Uh, going on, but just go. because the game is playable from start to finish doesn't mean that all the graphics are actually in the game. It just yeah, means it's, that it's, it's the, it's the polishing time. Yeah. you got to polish the game. Um, people don't understand that. A lot of people think that, gra- you know, people like ask for really early trailers, but then don't realize that the reason why companies don't want to do really early trailers is because the game will look horrendous if you actually saw what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, or you can fake it like so many companies do with their trailers yeah, that's and they they, announce But they games. have to. But they have yeah. to because otherwise otherwise people are like, oh, we want to see the real game. Like, if you see the real game, you'll see the fact that your character probably has no arms 
And if it has a weapon, <laughs> it's probably not textured. And there'll probably be stick models everywhere and also non-textured walls. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm happy that it's coming along good. Um, I still don't know if it'll release this year. Uh, the way it's sounding like, they might be aiming for this year. But then, in my opinion, like I've said before, they're also aiming to essentially screw over for Spoken, um, which would suck for them. Um, but it sounds like Square Enix to me. It really, unfortunately, it does <laughs> at this point. You know, I get Final Fantasy is a massive name. Um, not as big as it used to be, obviously. Um, but if you're looking at what's coming out, and you have to really think, do you really want to release your game with the potential of, you know, Ragnarok looming over you whenever they announce that, you know, all the big holiday games that are supposed to be coming out. Like, when do you want to release this game, you know? Um, but then there's also been loads of early releases in the, you know, people have released games early in the year as well. So it's kind of rough no matter what the time period, to be honest now. Unless you do summer. Yeah, and the no, issue I with summer is, the issue with summer is, summer is a good time in a way to release a game. But also, it's a really bad time to release a game because people want to be outside. So it's like, it's hard to judge now when to release. I know people complain that there's no games, but technically there's too many games. Yeah. <laughs> just there might not be no games for you. <laughs> yeah, but. no, I, I agree. It's it's just going to really come down to what they want to do and how much they think it's going to succeed. I, I think they're, 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 they're putting a lot of eggs in their basket for this game. Uh, Especially after, you know, even though 15 was a huge success for them, critically not what you, Square was looking for when it came to uh, commercially super successful. Critically, not so much. Because um, if you push 16 and, to next year, then you're looking at possibly competing with two different Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Because you've, you're going to have Final Fantasy VII Remake 2 has to be out at some point because that's getting done, right? Yeah. And then Final Fantasy 14 will have its next expansion. And you're also looking at Kingdom Hearts 4. I mean, <laughs> no, obviously, got, I don't think that's going to come in. Tw- <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to come in 2023, but crazier shit has happened, you know? Yeah. Um, to be fair, they, they are now say, using... Hey, you know what? Let's make it episodic and release part one in 2023. It's like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> well, no, I would say it's more likely than ever for it to be 2023 just because they use it, a, a, in the nicest words possible, a generic engine. <laughs> Rather than doing one of their own weird in-studio house engines that they've cobbled together that only yeah. specific people know, they use an Unreal Engine, which means they can hire more people because it's got a wider skill set. So I could understand Kingdom Hearts coming out faster than people think. I don't think it's going to be next year, mm. but twenty I could see 2024. End of 2024. <laughs> Probably, but... Yeah. But, you know, I, again, I have to look at it right now. It's like, what exactly is holding them back? from showing it off, from announcing it, doing a trailer. I mean, they announced Kingdom Hearts 4, for God's sakes. They could have saved that until next year, even, and nobody would have batted an eye. You know, what exactly is holding them back from showing 16 right now? I think you know? it's because Yoshi P wants to have a playable version with the next showcase, from what I've heard. So Do like a gameplay sh- demonstration? No, it's supposedly there's going to be a... They want to have a demo for people to play when it's shown off next. Well, that's fine. Yeah, you know, kind of like Strange of Paradise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they also did it with 15. They released the demo for 15 as well. Yeah. Before it came out. So Two I, of them, I, I believe, think, actually. Yeah, there was... Wasn't there three? I don't know if there was three. Because... Uh, I just remember the two. Because I remember importing a Japanese version for a demo. Oh, that was 13. 
<laughs> I, I, I imported Fantasy Seven, the you know, Advent Children, yeah. because it came with the E3 demo of thirteen. Oh, nice. So, um, I spent a lot of money to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you hardcore uh, fan. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, Ben. You know, when you know, if it's taking them this long to really show off a game that they keep saying is essentially finished, you know, they still have to show off remake part two. When is that coming? Yeah. It's like they they keep. It's something that you mentioned, like showing and announcing a game too fucking soon, <laughs> you know. And Square is so notorious for that, and it, it hurts them. In my opinion, it hurts them more than it than it helps them because then you get stuff like this happening, where it's like, where the fuck is sixteen? You announced it, you gave us gameplay videos and everything. Where the hell is it? And I know they so, haven't announced a new fourteen expansion pack, and they won't for a while. But that is every like roughly every two years. So next year should technically be when we start hearing about it. So, um, but of course, with the last expansion being delayed and the patches being delayed a bit, um, maybe it's going to be a bit later than normal. Who knows? Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know. I mean, could it be because of this big rumor going around of Square right now yeah. as well? Um, yeah. It could be because of that. And I don't know if we're going to talk about it. But Yeah, I was going to bring it up next, actually. Okay, We've talked so. a lot about Square this episode. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, fine. supposedly Sony is purchasing Square. Square. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm I'm hoping so because <laughs> me- now my big question is right. We uh-huh. all know that technically Square doesn't fully own Dragon Quest. I do wonder if if Sony buys Square, if Dragon Quest will still be state stay multi platform. I feel like that's going to be one of the games that won't be part of the sale. You know, they're not uh-huh. going to get Dragon Quest, which is fine because it has a strong yeah, no, 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 man, that is not fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is not fine for the Japanese audience at all. <laughs> yeah, but Dragon Quest has already had like has a strong Nintendo following in Japan and oh. yeah, main set main place. Well, Final Fantasy has a strong following in Europe on PlayStation. So, like, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Anyway, you've got some thoughts on this before. Uh, actually, we'll go to Alfonso first, and then we'll go to Gary. Let it happen. The more uh, the more acquisitions under Sony's belt, the better for Sony. The better for PlayStation. Um, I don't really play Final Fantasy like that. Like I said, I'm still going through the list, but I have played all the Kingdom Hearts games. I enjoy Kingdom Hearts for what it is. So I'm I'm for it because, like I said, it's more acquisition on the Sony's belt. Do I really care if they buy if Sony buys Square? No, because I don't really play a lot of things from Square under their belt. But like I said, the more acquisition, the better for Sony. The better it looks for Sony, the better money, the better profit they get at that. So yeah. I know you're happy, Ben, and once again, I'm happy for you because of Final Fantasy. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not super happy because I'm I. It's a game franchise that I love, and I don't mind if everyone has the ability to play it. Um. So, yeah, I don't. I I'm not that. I, I would I would love Final Fantasy 14 to go on Xbox. Like that's just me. I, I wish more people were able to play that game. Now, okay, Gary. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Um. I think we talked about Square being bought by Sony before. I did not believe it was going to happen. Um, Square themselves said they're not looking to sell at all, but now they've sold their Western studios, you know? Um, so obviously things have changed for them. Uh, I don't think Sony needs to buy Square, but I think it's more of a necessity to buy Square at this point to stop somebody else from buying. Yeah. Um, Sony has a phenomenal relationship with Square Enix, as we've known for a while now. Pretty much every major AAA game that they release is uh, a timed exclusive on PlayStation. Um, 
especially when it comes to Final Fantasy, that's something that Sony doesn't want to lose. Um, and I feel like it's also one of those things where Square has to realize as well that if anybody else comes in and does like a, I don't want to say forceful buyout because they can't really do that in Japan uh, due to their antitrust laws. Um, they can be forcefully bought out. But if you're looking at, say, Microsoft trying to buy Square, that has to be a big uh, question mark for Square because their games don't sell very well on Xbox outside of America. So in Japan, it's their games are probably going to suffer, you know, um, and even in the UK as well. And that's something they have to look at and be like, we don't, we, we, we just can't afford to do that. So obviously Sony would be the best part. And it's, it's the, the cultural heritage and stuff like that, where, you know, they, they want to probably be bought or, you know, merged with another Japanese studio. I know Sony has kind of just moved everything, their headquarters to North America now, but they're still technically a Japanese company. So for Square, it'd be even better to, to, for Sony to get, to buy them or even Nintendo for that matter. I don't think Nintendo will have any problems with Nintendo coming in and swooping them up as well. But, you know, last year I would have said there is no chance um now obviously uh, it's a different landscape um and i think activision blizzard really changed that you know that that acquisition i don't think anybody would have predicted that kind of an acquisition happening a merger maybe but not a straight up buyout um so now every company is is on the table um so yeah for sony to go and get square i think i think some games if they do buy them will be exclusive uh, but I don't think they'll make everything exclusive. Um, I think they know uh, the big um, advantage of releasing some games on, you know, PC, mobile, even on the Switch, especially on the Switch. Um, that's not something I think they're going to give up. And I think that might be in, you know, the deal that they're setting up. I mean, Sony is obviously willing to make those kind of deals because they did it with Bungie. They bought Bungie. Everything Bungie does earns sony profits but they're not going to make them exclusive they've already said that everything bungie is going to do is going to be multi-platform um so sony is clearly willing to work with that but it, there's also has to be an incentive for them so i think they'll they'll make some things exclusive but not everything you brought up dragon quest ben um dragon quest is one of those franchises that's too important in japan <laughs> Um, that, that game is essentially a national treasure over there. Um, they have to release those games over the weekend in Japan because it's so bad to release it during the week because too many people call oh, yeah. in at work. It becomes a holiday, and, doesn't it? Yeah, too many people call in to work and too many kids don't go to school because they're playing Dragon Quest. And it, I guess it got so bad at one point where they essentially had to make it a, a, a freaking yes, law holiday. or rule. If you want to say whatever it was that Square, if they're releasing a Dragon Quest game, any Dragon Quest game, they have to release it, I believe, like on a Saturday or a Friday afternoon <laughs> after work and school hours. So that's a huge get for, for Sony. That's a big market for them with Dragon Quest in Japan. At least. Um, and like you said, yeah, they technically they own 50 percent of Dragon Quest. The other, the creator of Dragon Quest owns the other fifty percent. So if one leaves, they can't really do anything with the other. Um, so it does have to own, be. I don't even think they own that much. I think the well, guy they own enough that they can. They own enough that they can stop him from making it with another publisher. No, I don't think they can. He, they they, they have an they have an exclusive contract with him, which stops them from doing it. 
but they don't own technically any of it. It's, it's inherited from the previous deal sort of thing. Like he I can't do it man. right now. Uh, he it, because the game is made. He actually owned by a different company called Armor Project, which has an exclusive production contract with Square Enix. A contract established with things before the company merged with Square. Um, so he owns owns 100% of Dragon Quest, but they have a deal with Square Enix that has lasted since like forever. I so think. It's Enix because yeah. Dragon Quest was an Enix game. Yeah. Well, so that's why I said it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. Whether he continues with Sony or if he just like pulls away from the and technically then anyone could well not anyone but then anyone could apply to him for he could apply to different companies for you know he could well, license he, out like what would be the I point what would be the point like who would he go to you know obviously nintendo is a big uh yeah. get if he goes there i don't think there'll be a problem there but i don't think it goes mike <laughs> that's what i said that's why that's why i said i feel like there's gonna be some kind of deal where dragon quest will still be multi-platform yeah because of there's been so many nintendo based dragon quest games oh yeah you can say like there's I a said, lot of the, the... dragon Final fantasy games but not for a, a lot a long time like main yeah, main well, games like, have always I, like been I said the, for a while. The, the the switch has been a big market for square um yeah and i don't think they want to change that and i don't think sony will change that if, if they do buy them so yeah I, I, like i said i think some games will remain will, will become exclusive but not everything, you know. Yeah. I think I think they'll they'll go and make core Final Fantasy games exclusive. Yeah. Uh, but any Final Fantasy spinoff will be multiple. Um, and quite honestly, that won't be a big change from what they've been doing recently with the time exclusives of those games. Um, and I could still see but, them go on PC as well. Oh, PC for sure. Yeah. But console-wise, it'll be kind of exclusive. So, but yeah, um, th- there is merit behind this rumor. Uh, I believe uh, this rumor was also confirmed by Greg Miller yesterday on his uh, PSI Love You podcast. Uh, it's a rumor that him and uh, Jeff Grubb from Games Beat, uh, who's also a big, um, I guess, I want to say leaker or anything, but insider, uh, they both heard the same thing. This was about like three months ago, I believe it was, yeah. of a big Sony acquisition, and it was Square Enix that they heard about. They finally came out, both of them came out and said, Square Enix was the one that they heard about. Um, that it was it wasn't finalized, but it's getting pretty close. So, and it would make sense getting rid of, the, of some of those Western studios because they've got Uncharted, so they don't need Tomb Raider. You know, there's some games there that would just overlap with games that they're already making. Mm-hmm. So but then it'll, it'll probably make them a little cheaper. You know, yeah, to to load off that. Um, because let's face it, I think they they pretty much want Square for their Japanese influence. We know Sony essentially, you know, they closed Japan Studios, so they don't really have uh, any major J- Japanese studios left besides uh, um, the, I don't remember the company's name, the, the studio that does Astrobot. Um, yeah. They're, they're kind of the only Japanese studio left under Sony's belt. Um, so getting Square is, it will be big because they obviously have a lot of pull in Japan. And, you know, having the two biggest RPG franchises under their belt with Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy will go a long way uh, with them. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I, I talked about how Sony was looking at Capcom and that deal was going good until it kind of came to a standstill um, because Capcom released their financial fin- finances and their quarterly sales and all that. And they made record profits. Um so that had a big um, negotiation 
Halt brought in because they were believed they were worth a lot more than what the deal, I guess, was going for. Um, so that that, that those negotiations kind of came to a halt. That's not saying it's still not going to happen, uh, but I think this is why Sony started to go after Square more aggressively rather than so. Yeah, Capcom is doing fantastic for themselves now, especially with Resident Evil and uh, unbelievably Monster Hunter. If for those who remember Monster Hunter, that franchise was massive in Japan and it was an utter failure everywhere else. And Capcom has finally turned that around, and it's a worldwide sensation now. Um, so those two, I believe, those two are the two biggest franchises for Capcom: Resident Evil and um, Monster Street Hunter five? was number two. Uh, I remember they always. I think I think Resident Evil has. Uh, sold since its first game. I think it was like I don't remember. I think it was like in the three hundred million units sold combined through all those games. Um, and Monster Hunter was number two. You know, you look at Capcom back. Oh, Street Fighter, Mega Man, and all that. Street Fighter was like number four. Uh, so it's not a big seller for them anymore. Um, compared to Monster Hunter and Resident Evil, amazing. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Personally. For me, if Sony was going to go after a Japanese company, Sega was, in my opinion, the best choice. Um, Sega has a stupid amount of intellectual property that Sony can get out of, get from them. Sonic is obviously still massive. That would have been a big grab for them. So Sega was definitely the one I was. Sega. <laughs> I know people look at Sega, but oh, Sega's not you know as big as Square or Capcom. Sega's big. Sega yeah. makes more money than Square and Capcom combined. In my opinion, I, well, not in my opinion. I believe that's actually been uh, the 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 numbers they've released. I think kind of prove that already. Um, Sega makes shit ton of money, and they have stupid amount of old and new IPs ah. that Sony would have loved to take advantage of. Sega's worth about three point six billion. That's it. Yeah. Well, well, they should have bought Sega. <laughs> uh, from twenty twenty, I don't know the num- recent numbers, but Sega was four point four two billion in. 2020. And how much is Square worth right now? Uh, I think they're about the same, right? 5.9. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, it, it might say that's what they're worth, but there's no way they're going to be selling for that amount. No. That, you know, that, if Sony be... buys Square, it's it's going to be, uh, you know, in, what is that, eight digits? How much uh, is a billion? Huh? A billion is eight digits, right? Yeah. Uh, is <laughs> Ten digit. How much? Ten. Okay, so those companies will easily sell for around 11 digits then. They're not going to sell for ten digits. Depending on the contract, I, I, they might they might be ten bit ten digits depending on the contract. I, I feel like because I don't think Square Enix is going to sell for a hundred billion. Oh no, there, there's no way, no company, there's no company right now acquisition wise <laughs> that's going to sell more than Activision Blizzard did. The only yeah. company I see is EA, and nobody's buying EA anytime. So even then, I don't think EA is worth that much. Thirty three. There you go. Nobody's Sorry. buying EA. Look. <laughs> I don't want to say nobody's buying EA. Obviously, crazier things have happened, but I think at this point in time, right now, I think you can take Microsoft uh, to off be the f- table for any major acquisition. No, I, because, to be fair, all that does, yeah. Microsoft could buy EA. I don't think they would buy EA because I can't imagine how how much they would get rammed down their throat by the um, government if they did. They're already in, tr- yeah. in a lot of trouble with Activision. They went out and bought exactly. EA afterwards. They, they would... They would be up shit creek without money because the yeah, yeah, th- th- that's why I said I think right now you can essentially <laughs> count Microsoft out of any major acquisitions up until the Activision Blizzard one is finalized. I think even you then know. they might want to stay clear, like for a yeah. little. I feel like it'll be like an, at least a year 
or two before they'll make any major purchases after that acquisition, if they're mm-hmm. sensible. But yeah, oh. like I said, um, th- this not showing 16 might come down to this deal being finalized. And if it is finalized, if they'll announce the two together and then have that trailer in the PlayStation Studios exclusive game, essentially, <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, you know, um, guess we'll find out. It's it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy month uh, for, for Sony this month, I think. Um, because June is coming up, and they have to finally kind of start showing off PlayStation Plus, the new PlayStation Plus, you know, what it's going to look like, the games that are going to be available. So I'm sure they're going to have to do something there. People are still waiting on Ragnarok. I think time is kind of running out here to, to show it off if it's still going to come this year. Sony's just been really quiet, you know, and that always makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know why. It's always Sony. Why isn't Sony talking? Why isn't Sony doing anything? Everybody else is doing shit. Sony's always quiet. It's like Sony's biding their time, waiting to see whatever come out guns blazing. Well, Sony's always done to every generation, haven't they? That you always have like a quiet period at the start, and then boom, games, and then quiet mm-hmm. again until the next gen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, unless there's any other news, we're going to move over to the Metacritic game. Do 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 do. Boop. Is there any, any other news that anyone wants to bring up? Nope. nope. Um, okay. Just going to make sure I got this right. Are we okay if a game has, like, like last time, this game hasn't got any, seems to have any reviews on PlayStation yet. Um, so I'm taking the PC version. That's okay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because it, it's been out a few weeks. Well, it's been out. Actually, yeah, it's only been out for about a couple of weeks. But still, I'm going to take the PC version because there's no reviews for PS5 version yet. Um, so, yeah, we've got two games um, that we, I don't know why I didn't keep these open. I'm bad. Um, First, we'll go with the game that does have a review, Trek to Yomi. Um, this is a stylized action game that looks really cool. Um, Gary, you gave it a 77. Alfonso, you gave it a 73. I, thanks to random org, random.org, gave it 72. And it's a 70. So I get one point. Congratulations. Yay. And the other game was... Vampire the Masquerade the Blood Hunt, which has no reviews on PS5 yet, but there are PC scores. Um, so, Gary, you went with a nice 69. <laughs> I went with an 86, thanks to random.org. But Alfonso, guess what? You're dead on with 75. You, you got yeah. two points. So, you, you did it. Um, so the scores are now Alfonso with six points, Chile with seven points, and Gary in the lead with ten points. We're coming for you, Gary. <laughs> We're coming for your points. That's it. Uh, PC scores only counter, they benefit me. No. <laughs> <laughs> this week we've got two different games. Um we've got one that just has game in it as well, to make it even more gamey. Um I, I, I'm going to butcher this name, and I'm sorry to anyone that is a fan of this franchise. If it's a franchise, um, Euden Chronicle Rising by 505 Games. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfonso. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go with 76. Okay, 76. I'm going to hit the random. I'm going to go with 86. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Gary, what are you going with? I'm going to go with 72. Ooh. And just FYI, I am reviewing that game for us as well. Nice. Yeah, this will be out after the embargo, so good. I don't know when your embargo is, but this should be out after. Um, the last game, the next game is 
Evil Dead, the game, the game. You know what? I'm going to go first this time. You know what? That's respectable. 73. Gary, are you excited for Evil Dead, the game, the game? Um, maybe, I guess. <laughs> um, ugh, I'm going to go with 71. Okay, and Alfonso? I'm going to go with 77. Okay, lots of sevens yeah, this time. So yeah, the only game that's not got any reviews so far is Waifu Impact, the game that I've reviewed but still hasn't gone live on PSU.com. Nobody wants to edit my review, it seems. Nobody wants to accept how amazing the game is. You've got to remind people, man. Or I could just keep saying it on the podcast for a laugh. Oh my god. So yeah, this has been episode... Why did I say that? Because we don't do episodes anymore. Um... Anyway, PlayStation Unchained, it's over. Gary, shout-outs on the... How can I contact you? Shout-out to you guys, as always. Thanks for having me on. Shout-out to the listeners. Uh, shout-out to all the mommies out there. Happy Mother's Day yeah. here in America. Happy Happy American Mother's Day. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you know, reach me on Twitter at Gagalush. That's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H. Um, Alfonso. Shout-out to you guys, like always. Like Gary said, shout-out to all the mothers in America. Happy Mother's Day. Hope you're enjoying your day to the fullest. Um, shout out to all the listeners. You can follow me on Twitter at AdamCastLovin. Okay. Shout out to everyone that listens. Thank you all so much. Uh, we'll be back next week with more news, reviews, and all that good stuff. Um, until then, goodbye. Doodle-loo, goodbye. Doodle-loo, doodle-loo. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>